hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We talking about life and life to stream right to you, from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, cause there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast for creators and dreamers, and me. Uh, it's a Christmas episode. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. I'm sitting here with a girlfriend of the show, Justina Sparling. That's right. <laughs> Thankful to have her here. Um, happy holidays. Uh, we celebrate Christmas, so I'll, that's why I call it the Christmas episode. But hey, if you don't celebrate Christmas... Whatever you're doing right now, this time of year, I hope it's going well. We love you. So, uh, end of the year episode, just sort of a a recap of things. I'm just going to recap from the one year anniversary episode. Doesn't make sense to go back to January when we've already gotten that first part of the year recapped very well. Go back and listen to that one year episode. I was very proud of it. Uh, But we'll just talk about that in a minute. And some other fun things. But first, let's just uh, talk about what's going on right now in our lives. We've seen a a few fun shows recently. We saw this uh, cool show. It's called Avente. It's at Magnet. It was an improv show, Magnet Theater. Armando Diaz directed it. And it had some of my favorite performers there uh, on the team. I know Justina loves Ilana. Ilana was on that team, Ilana Fishbein. Yes. And uh, but really great show. And uh, they were just doing like a three week run, I think, of this show. So it was nice to get in and get to see that. But we also saw a stand up show that was like in a loft apartment or something. Yeah, we didn't get the address until the day of the show. It was very secret. I'm not sure why, but it was very cool. And I felt very special for going. Yeah, it was it was really neat, and um, we didn't know who was going to be on the show, and then Joyelle Nicole showed up, and she was a previous guest on the podcast, and a really good guest, so go back and check out that episode, but uh, she just was one of the people who happened to be there, and one of the guys used to write for SNL, and he was really funny, I forget his name, um, but he wrote for SNL, and uh, it, was, uh, it was a good show, we, there were a lot of people that we really liked. Yeah. It was awesome. And I don't remember, so that was a few weeks ago, but I don't remember if I ever mentioned here on the podcast about the uh, Conan show stand-up. There was like a stand-up show that... Yeah, part of the New York City Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. um, They put together Best of Conan stand-ups. And one guy made the joke, he's like, thanks for coming to the Best of Conan stand-ups that were in New York this week for the show, you know? Because, I mean, there's been a million great stand-ups on Conan, but... Yeah, um, but Aparnan on Sharla was on. Daniel Sloss. Yeah, he's um, a big popular one from... Uh, who's Scotland. On yeah, and from Scotland. And, um, I don't know, it was just an awesome show. It was, like, really... That was also very secret, and they high security and then we get in and it was open bar open bar yeah, and a awesome. uh, beautiful space and a really fun show mm-hmm. um i don't know they had cameras there but i don't know where it's gonna air i don't know what it's gonna be on so it was really cool it was a fun show yeah um awesome. we had a good time at that 
And what else did we? We saw the opposition. We we got to see the opposition twice with Jordan Klepper. Yes, and for those who are not aware, that comes in in the former um, Colbert Report spot right mm-hmm. after the Daily Show, and also former Nightly Show. Uh, yes, uh, mm-hmm. slot uh, eleven thirty. And Jordan Klepper is great. He's super quick. He's a great host. And even behind the scenes, I feel like he's a good host because there are a couple times where he'll check in with the audience and just be like, hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, you're a lot of fun. Um, but he's he's very affable. And, uh, Friendly. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's affable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was really nice um, and super funny. And the reporters are like young, hip <laughs> reporters, the correspondents, I guess. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun to be at. Um, yeah, really, really good time. Yeah. We had a good time. It's in the uh, Hotel Pen- Pen- P- Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And like all those shows, you get to see it for free, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yep. So if you're good in times. New York, go check out The Opposition. Um, just you know, you can, If you yep. just put The Opposition tickets into a Google search or a Bing search, you know, this is... Please don't talk about Bing right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, also, just eat dinner before you go because it, there is some waiting involved. Yeah, and if you're like me, and it's like at six thirty, which some shows yeah. are earlier than that. Um, so but you'll be getting out like around start eight until like seven thirty. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just eat something. Eat something, guys. Why are you holding out on eating? You know, we had a good time in that. Really good time in that. So that was fun. We enjoyed ourselves. And last night we saw the Last Jedi. It's fresh. And at the end, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it was great. Let's not talk about it. Big comedy. Huge comedy. Huge comedy. How can we not talk about it? Um, I love the Porgs. I, cert- I, I personally felt that they did not have a significant role. <laughs> right. But I really enjoyed them. Yeah, they're adorable and cute and everything. I could have done with maybe two or three scenes with them, and that would have been or sufficient. a more significant role, or like, like be more, like the Ewoks and fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did enjoy the movie. I just didn't love it so much. There were parts that were that badass. Like, was some of the best movies, yeah, parts I've ever seen ever of any movie. Yeah, know? there are a couple of fight scenes that are the best fight scenes in any Star Wars movie. Um, but uh, you know, anyway. Anyway, n- enough of that. Go see it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Yes, you will, or at least hate it immediately. No, yeah. there are people who love and hate that movie. There seems to be no middle ground. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, I saw something in the news last week that. At some event that uh, uh, Alec Baldwin, I think it was, and Meryl Streep discussed if you can separate the art from the artist, which is it, well, the first time we saw Jordan Klepper, he made a joke about people talking about separating the art from the artist. But all I ever hear is people saying you can't separate the art from the artist or people saying you can separate the art from the artist. And that's it. No one, like, makes any sort of deeper points about how, like, if it's stand-up or music and you're watching the artist, it's hard to separate the artist. But, you know, if you're looking at a painting, pretty easy to separate the artist. Also, you know, tragedy plus time equals comedy. True. Um, Or at least just, like, watchability. (laughs) Sure. And so, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah. Some famous European painters did some really effed up mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. I don't know that. 
I just feel like they did. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a, I saw a, a movie about, I guess it was Jackson Pollock and uh, Ed Harris is in it. And it sounds like Jackson Pollock was not a great dude. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, I think if you go back to I don't know, Mark Twain time period, it, it, dude might have been a sex, a, a misogynist or a racist, you know, like he he wrote the N-word a lot. Yeah. Uh, didn't, I mean, it's not like it, he was, it's not like Huck Finn was a, a slave owner. He didn't have to. <laughs> no. And when I read Huck Finn, I mean, I was, you know, 13 so I didn't know a lot about a lot of things, but yeah, it didn't seem racist to me. Oh, I don't. It's, I'm just saying it's just the N word. You yeah. see the N word in it, and it's kind of like I don't know. That is another thing. It was like people say uh, people were mad that the N word was in Django Unchained so much. It was like, yeah, most of the people in that movie were characters who hate black people. Like, don't at all in any way uh, treat black people or see black people as on the same level. Uh, wh- what do you want them to talk to them like? You know, yeah. like why can't it be historically accurate? I want historical accuracy. Um, but yeah, we were talking about separating the art from the artist, and we got yeah. There. And I think uh, just to finish the thought about separating the art from the artist, I think in some cases you can because of strictly because of the medium. I think it can be very difficult when the artist has done something that is highly offensive to you. It's hard to separate in those situations. And it's incredibly hard to separate the art from the artist when it's a self-portrait. Thank you. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> and good luck. But let's chat about episodes. So, as I mentioned, there's a one-year anniversary episode. It was episode 54. And so, we're just talking about episodes that um, have happened since the one-year anniversary yes. in June. Yes. But check out episode 54 just to check catch up for that first year of the podcast. Uh, Dion Flynn was after that. He's played Obama on Fallon, uh, Late Night and The Tonight Show. And uh, that was a good get for me because I'd seen that guy a long time and thought he was really funny. And uh, wanted to have him on and was glad that he said, yeah, some people who have his stature are hard to get on because mm-hmm. they're so busy. And uh, so it's, I was thankful he was on. Jessica Fry was on. We saw her and Uncle Function. Yeah, she's on. Uh, I mean, I know she does more things, but we saw her in sketch and she was hilarious. She's, she's so an great. Hilarious sketch performer. Yes. And uh, the episode after that, episode 57, was Abby Crutchfield, our Who buddy. That? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's our a buddy, buddy of ours. Uh, and you can see her on True TV and several things. She does a lot. Um, and she just chopped off all of her hair. And it looks <laughs> And it looks fantastic. And yeah, amazing. very fierce. And also, Adam Hamway. So in the Dion Flynn episode, Adam Hanway, Hamway did his Jimmy Fallon impression. Mm-hmm. And Adam is great. He's a fantastic impressionist. He does a show at The Pit, the People's Improv Theater here in New York, that's called Fallon Tonight. And it's uh, a dis- spoof, a parody, but a very respectful, like, honoring right. the Tonight yeah, Show. Clearly love, um, they clearly love Jimmy Fallon. And it's good. If you are a Tonight <laughs> Show nerd, you would love it. Jason like myself. Yeah. It, I thoroughly had a good time at yeah. that show. And uh, then the next episode, episode 60, was Ilana Fishbein and Elena Scopetos. Who that? Come on now. Okay, okay. Ilana was our level two teacher, and we adore her, but so does everybody else. So it's not like we're so, heroes. So it's not like we're heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and Elena's great, too. She just wasn't our level 
to teach her, but yeah. she's awesome. And they are the co-writers and actresses in Sisters 3. Yeah. And Possibly the best play I've ever seen ever. Oh, my gosh. I the, know that's a big statement. That is, but um, it's fair. It has a lot of heart. It has a lot of legitimate drama. And the comedy is great. It's paced well. The acting, and the performances yeah. are amazing. And I say performances, not just in that it's two people. It's like two people playing like... 30 some characters a piece uh it's it's pretty remarkable and uh i just think they're great then we took a trip home that was a good episode i think because when you move from away from home to a big city that's far far away (laughs) from from your home and then you get to go back home that's an experience and one of the things that stood out for me in that was just remembering Yes, I love this place. Yes, it's easy and comfortable for me to be here, but I left it for a reason. And it kind of made me come back with a little bit more of a fire in my stomach to like get back at it. Because I just regrouped, and it was nice to regroup. So uh, Yeah, that was our first trip home after moving up in July. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moved up in March, first trip home in July. Yes. And then uh, Martin Morrow of Chicago, a fantastic guy, a great episode. And then we had Allie and Jen on of the, a couple of different shows. How to Break Up by Text is one side show they do. But their main show Blogalogs. is Blogalogs. And that show is one of the first sketch shows we saw here. It seems like that was an early yeah, show, at least. I guess, at, yeah, I guess we were the watching mostly improv before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was v- super inspired by that show. Yeah. And so I was. Uh, I said I have to get them on, and they're so organized and great. And had them on the ep- had them on an episode, and they were they're just awesome. They're really inventive. They're really creative. They're really cool, and uh, and they give great advice. And uh, I've, I've become acquaintances with them uh, beyond the episode. I'm not like close with them or anything, but um, we're acquainted with each other, and they're super nice all the time. Not just when uh, a mic is in front of them. And then Abby Russell was episode 64. Abby uh, does a ton of stuff, but she works at giantbomb.com, and she also is an improviser at the Magnet Theater, and she is incredibly hilarious. She's, I would say, too funny, mm-hmm. kind of, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, tone it down. You know? Yeah, like, stop it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you gonna do with that, you know? Right. Being that funny. <laughs> and then, uh... Uh, we had a Labor Day episode, just a little chat episode. But then episode 66, Zach Bornstein, that was a huge one for me because he wrote for SNL last season. And uh, I, when I, I mentioned this in that episode, when I created this podcast, I wanted to have someone like an SNL writer on. So it was a big moment for me to have him on. He said a lot of good stuff. One thing that he said was... Talking about how much he wrote when he was on yeah, that show. And, yeah. And also how much he wrote before he got on that show because you have to have a pretty solid packet to get on that show. Mm-hmm. And it made me think that I might not be a true writer. You know, and I love writing, but like talking about how much he had to write for that, I was like, ugh, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. You know, but but I respect the heck out of, mm-hmm. out of it. But I don't know. It was good to hear. You know, I like learning about that kind of stuff and learning. Because, you know, I can have dreams all day. Like, I can't even tell you the amount of careers I've pictured myself doing, you know. Anyway, I'm well, glad he shared that. I, I am too, and I think the thing that it's good to to like hear the reason it's good to hear is because 
yeah, maybe you don't write as much as someone needs to write for, you know, a job on SNL. But there are other things that you can do with that, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't mean all is lost. People at home, if you uh, hear something like that, like, oh, you have to write that much. Yeah, maybe for late night or for the Tonight Show. But just to create your own thing, you don't have to necessarily write as much as they are. You don't have to write the sheer volume that a monologue joke writer on a late night talk show has to write because you're not trying to come up with. 40 jokes <laughs> a yeah. day. Um, so, you know, you can still like come up with something that's meaningful and great and not write half as much as those guys, right? Yeah. And gals. Episode 67 was with Emily C. Browning. She was a New Zealand jazz guitarist. And I just happened to see her on Instagram and then saw a show of hers and she was so great. And I just, I like having musicians on and talking to them about their process. I think it can help anyone learn about a process for themselves. Um, but also just like learning, I think in that particular episode, it was less on process and more on like creativity and touring and especially coming from another country and having the culture shock. So like, you know, if you're wanting to travel you want to get to a place where you're touring or something like that with comedy or what have you whatever you're you're doing then it's a good thing to learn i liked her because she's so young and she knows she knows what she wants to do and like for whatever reason i feel like no matter how long i live when i see young people no matter how long i live (laughs) (laughs) when i see young people who know what they want to do it blows my mind. Mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. it's just because it's so different from my experience. Um, and I'm so impressed by it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go Emily. Yeah, go Emily. Next episode was, we did a comedy shop talk episode. And then we did the harassment and discrimination episode. which is a serious episode. Yikes. Especially this year because yeah. of all the stuff coming out. And still comes out. And I think Every it's a watershed moment. Every single day something new about a bad man. <laughs> I wrote that song about this very thing. <laughs> but isn't that wasn't that an SNL bit? Oh, was it? <laughs> they did something similar. I don't think it was that same tune uh, or lyrics. Uh, well, but it was very similar in, in topic. Here I was thinking I was being cute. Well, you are being cute, but also you're writing as much as they do in SNL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just by riffing. Um, can I just make a, a comment now? So I generally put the episode number on episodes and I didn't on that one because it just so happened. And I promise to my Lord and Savior that this was not intentional, but we get to that episode, the harassment and discrimination episode. And I was and edited the episode. No, was, no other episode ready to go. No, was no other episode ready to go. Was putting it on SoundCloud so it can just get published. And I was like, all right, episode number 69. Yikes. And I said, well, and this is completely true. And I was like, I cannot call the harassment and discrimination episode about I told sexual you not harassment. To post it. I said, skip it this week or do something. or. And I didn't have anything else. And yeah. I was like, and I've been telling people that we're doing this this yeah. week. So I could not. So, oh, gosh. I feel like 
a weight has been lifted off my shoulder for talking about that. Everyone's been talking about it, Jason. Um, that is, a, I think, an important episode to listen to. I know a lot of people are talking about the subject, but in this particular episode, people are talking about what they're doing in their theaters to keep people safe. And that's a good thing. That's way more important to talk about than like what Matt Damon said that was, you know, whatever you thought it was. You know, like, who cares? <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's, He's a powerful man in Hollywood, and if he says something wrong, then it can influence people. I get that. But at the same time, not the most important part of the topic, you know? It's kind of like, how do we stop doing this? How do we how do we stop this stuff from happening? Next episode was with Liz Mealy, who we saw just down the street from where we live. She was at Halyards when we saw her. She was doing a stand-up mm-hmm. um, show. And it's called the Bitches Brew. Is that that wasn't the... Br- was we didn't see... Bi- well, it was. we've seen Bitches Brew. Oh, she was but doing the, a different one. She was doing a different show. Um, but yeah, it was just a fun show. It was a free show. Yes. She's super funny. She's super and funny. Uh, cute. Yeah. And, um, she good. Mm-hmm. Stop Stop being so good. Stop being so good. <laughs> also at that same show was Mike Kaplan. Um, he spells his name M-Y-Q. Mm-hmm. Mike. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And, uh, whoa. Cuh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> but those two are great. They gave really good advice. Uh, they got right into it. And uh, they're successful for a reason. They're great. Then another Comedy Shop Talk episode. And then we had our good friend, Dr. Andy Rourke on. And listen, I'm biased because I love Andy Rourke. He's an awesome dude. Uh, Great dude, supportive dude, hilarious dude. But it's a great episode because I think he gives really, really sound advice to anyone who needs it. And uh, just about how you can find your thing to put out. Yeah, because he has like a very unique thing that mm-hmm. he's putting out. Yeah. And um, it's interesting how he got to it. Um, yeah. The, I he's think very he, successful. Yeah. I think people could take his advice and learn what their thing is and then develop it and make it real. Make it come come alive. And uh, that's a you know, good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had another episode that was um, you know, a tough topic. Uh, it was about suicide. Um, it was in loving memory to my friend Chris Farmer. And uh, still tough to just think about what happened there. But um, suicide prevention to me is really, uh, I think, a very doable thing, intangible thing for us to do. And I think it's a very important thing for us to do. Because, you know, most of these cases you're hearing about and it's and you can't help but think, ah, if only they just knew that I would have been just a phone call away and I, I would have listened. And, and it's just tough, you know, like just call somebody. Um, so I was uh, I. I was glad that I did that episode, but it was tough. The next episode was with Vanna Dabney who's from South Carolina, but she's done a ton of stuff. She currently works at Conan. And uh, so she's living my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Moved from South Carolina to a big city and works for Conan O'Brien. Like, that's pretty much what I want to (laughs) do. If not Conan, then Fallon. If not Fallon, then Seth Meyers or Jordan Klepper or uh, Stephen Colbert. Love him, too. Mm -hmm. 
And then I did a little bonus episode. Yeah, first ever. Yeah, you go, girl. And uh, (laughs) I can say girl when I'm talking about myself. And I, it was a discussion about like women in comedy and harassment and things like that. And I just thought it was a really good discussion and uh, of value to share. And then the next episode from a couple weeks ago was Daryl Lynn Kelleher, a Los Angeles based actress and comedian. And uh, she also, I think, gave a lot of tangible advice for people who want to put some work out, especially putting work out online. Yeah. And, um, Check her out. She's got good stuff yep. out there. And then last week's episode, Lace Larrabee from Atlanta. She's awesome. She has a great name. Lace Larrabee. That's yeah. Great. She could be a superhero. And yeah. she kind of is. And uh, we didn't talk about, we talked about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we didn't end up talking about uh, her good friend. I think her best friend was someone that I was uh, in a movie. She was her, her best friend. Her name is uh, Beth Keener Dent and um, also lives in Atlanta. And she was in she, she was a secretary or office assistant to Kevin Bacon in this movie. And I was an extra in the movie. And in my scene, my one and only scene, uh, I walk up to her and hand her some papers for her to <laughs> look over and, and check off and walk away. And I was like, oh, she's, you know, anyway, talked on the set, thought she was awesome. Years and years later, I meet Lace. Like seven, eight years later is when I met Lace. And uh, then I found out that, about their connection. I was like, what? Uh, we never, we didn't even talk about that. The stuff that happens off mic or could happen that's only in my head and then I forget about it. Mm-hmm. That's what these episodes are for. <laughs> Check out those episodes. They're a lot of fun. Uh, we're winding down here because uh, we've both had wine and or eggnog. I'm tired. And um, so it's that time. Let's create something together. I don't do New Year's resolutions. But I moved up here to do something. So I feel like... 2018 Mm -hmm. it is almost upon us what are things that i can do to you know make the most of 2018 so uh i would say take a lot of the advice that i've gotten from previous guests i want to really like hit the ground running with that but one thing i really want to do um this is a goal of mine uh is to audition for the conservatory at the magnet Mm -hmm. and get in Mm -hmm. and then after that audition to be on a team at magnet Mm -hmm. and get in that's a goal now i i can't say it's gonna happen but that's that's uh that's a goal that i'm gonna put out there and let it come back to me however way it's gonna come back Mm -hmm. and then also uh get a job at Colbert or Opposition or Fallon or mm-hmm. Seth Meyers. That's right. Those, those are my 2018. What do you got? Nice. Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, me? Mm. I, um, so I don't do New Year's resolutions in general either, but I, and I can't say right now because 
I'm very much of the mindset if you say something you better do it you know and mm-hmm. so I don't I, I, I don't mind doing that but I don't have anything in mind right now mm. if you Be- see something say something if you say something you better do it <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. like someone once told me I went to this leadership camp once in college and I hated it because I was just surrounded by all these young people who once again knew what they wanted to do with their lives and then mm-hmm. here I am like who are you people and but one of the things that I got from it that was great was one of the counselors she said the most simple definition of integrity is doing what you say you're going to do mm. that's a very very long way to get to the point of I don't know what I want to do next year mm-hmm. my goals have changed since I moved up here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just want to be sure before I say it out loud and put it in the universe, you know, because I don't want to say something and then not do it. I don't like that. No, I've that's... seen people do that and I don't like it. And I don't respect them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that, I don't respect that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said I was going to uh, take a shower today and I didn't. <laughs> I, was, and I, don't I don't know. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. That was 2017, folks. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Um, happy Kwanzaa. The, I don't know one person. I don't either. Kwanzaa. I don't either, but we're in New York now, happy and Kwanzaa. maybe we do. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, happy Festivus uh, for This Is Us, the TV show. And um, Happy New Year. Until next time, be Be good good to to each each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.